What does it mean to manufacture a stronger standard? At DeGeist, it means to solve challenges and help manufacturers achieve more through our people, our technology, and our belief that anything is possible. This is Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast by DeGeist. Hello, everyone. We're here live at FabTech 2021. I'm Derek DeGeist, president of Less USA and FabTech, and we're continuing our Manufacturing a Stronger Standard podcast. And we're going to be talking to industry experts in finishing to help see how we can add automation and help the finishing industry continue to move forward as we have additional product needs and production needs in the industry. And so we're going to be talking about that with numerous different equipment companies as well as some of our own people. And so today I have a good friend of mine, our engineering manager and uh, application specialist, Brad Rupert here. Brad, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Derek. Good to be here. So yeah, we're here for the second time. Uh, we started in 2019. We introduced the self-learning robot to the industry. Uh, no one had really seen it before. It got a lot of wows, a lot of people that wanted to come in and see what we were doing. But now in 2021, we've brought back, or have brought additional technologies with it, such as pulver control, polyfluid, and nitrotherm that really take more than just the path generation, but give you that quality and repeatable process. Why is that important, Brad? Tell some of our listeners, why is it so important? We, we generated a path, great, we've done it. It's, we've got a, pro, we've got a program, you're done, right? Yeah, we have four of these robots in our system back home, and making the path is great, but you still have to have that same delivery, the, the same characteristics of, of your application. Uh, so to do that, you need to eliminate every variable possible. And by, by adding the pulver control, the nitrotherm, even even the polyfluid, depending on liquid or powder, you're able to have that consistent process that's very repeatable and ability to do the same thing every time. So how the part is hung, how it's approached with a robot, the attack that the painter uses, they can do that the same way as they're doing in their booth currently, but now we teach the robot how to do that. So as we bring these solutions into our customers right now, you actually go on site with them. You you train them, show them the, the solution in-house, and then you go out and with the customer after the install during their startup. And what happens out there? What do you see? What's a typical uh, installation startup look like? And what happens with your customer or, or your, your painter that you're working with uh, when you get out there? So when I get on site, the, the install crew has done their job, everything's up and running. Uh, I really get to, to take all the glory and have a lot less of the work put in. So as that system's in there, we'll walk in, we'll take you know whoever they want to put in front of that robot, who's going to interact with it. We need, we need A, the champion that's going to be running how well it's held, you know, how are we presenting that part into the booth, and how are we making that consistent. But once those little pieces of the processes are put together, I get to sit back and watch watch this painter that has been up and down all day for hours, weeks on end, you know, every day putting in that 45, 50 hours, trying to keep up with a fully automated shop in front of him. Now we've added that that last step is, you know, powder, powder or paint is usually, we'll just throw more labor at it. Well, labor, especially skilled labor is hard to find. So now we can take our, our good painter, our good applicator and multiply his efforts by giving him a tool that he can he can really sell in and get that perfect program made and now he can spend his time 
looking at how he can improve the process and make sure that things are done the way that they should be. He's not behind a gun all day long. So that key guy, everyone's got him. And we're talking about improving these processes and processes never really had to improve because you had the key guy that could make overcome the different uh, application limits that they have. And now as they are, now we have it, we've automated that, the guy's done, right? He doesn't have a job anymore? No, it's actually just the opposite. So now those people that are, you know, your star performers, your guys that, if they're not there, you're worried about what you're gonna do. You're worried about them calling in, uh, you know, even having something else on their mind, are they gonna start missing a couple parts? Now they can look at what's coming into the booth how it's presented to the robot, and then also the backside of the booth, what what was my quality of right there live versus it going through a full cure oven and having, uh, in, in our system, it would be 35 rails of bad parts because nobody looked at it until it got to the unload station. So, you know, you're really, you're, you're curtailing and improving the response of your system to quality. So when they're out of the booth, they're still actively engaged? They're still working with the system? Uh, very much so. You know, they, they become your greatest quality drivers. Is Now they're checking mill thicknesses. They're looking how, how parts are hung. How can I get more parts on that rail? How, how can I get that rack a little bit tighter? Because now I can do it, especially with the Lesta system, we can program at 50% slower than what you want to run your line. So they can take a little bit more time, put a few more parts on that rack, get it coded as the X booth, we save that program and then accelerate it so that you can still get that, that same program, same path, add a little fluid or powder depending on your application and now you're getting more productivity out of that same same booth. So we don't just do conveyor systems either, right? So we also go into some large parts or into some places where they have no automation. So. As we're looking at adding paint applications or powder applications, we want to look at ways to build up, automate, and move the parts through as well. So we've done other carousel applications. And uh, tell us maybe a little bit about what you see when people think, I need to automate. What does that mean when we go into a, oh, some of our customer settings where they're adapting into an existing or as we look to redesign it? So yeah, it, it really depends on what, what the end goal is. Uh, we're able, since we are an in-house integrator, uh, fabricator, we can make uh, even everything you see here at, at the show. This was all made in our facility in Sioux Falls, uh, right up to every pole and bolt that's put in that conveyor. So we're able to take what the customer really wants for a solution and we don't have to upsell it, we need to give them what they need. So, as you mentioned, we, we've got systems that they're, they're a manual conveyor, they pull it in. We've got systems that they're going to push a card into the booth, lock in position, and attack that card every time and pull it out. Uh, we've got some people that will put fixtures on top of a carousel. So now we've got one part that they put a chair on this time, and they put a dresser on the next time. Uh, and on the metal industry, we've doors coming through that we're scanning on the way by, and they're going to coat them on the way by. Uh, one of the biggest things is we've got our, our wheel reconditioning. Uh, some of the biggest joys is when I go to those systems because these guys, they really know their product. It's, it's heavy work. You're lifting 28-inch 28, 28 rims, so you're about 100, 125 pounds. You're throwing them around, pushing them around all day. Uh, when I'm there and we, we get that first robot out and they step out the booth, they close that gate, and they watch that robot attack the second one right behind them, the, the look on their face is... It's priceless. 
So we're now bringing that same solution over to the rest of general industry too. So if we look at featuring this conveyor, like you said, we built that in-house. We built and design and fabricate smaller conveyor systems to be able to help create a small turnkey, small footprint solution for general industry. And then when we get into large ones, we work with our distributors. So our distributors are a key piece. We're not a one-stop shop. So can you talk a little about what it really takes even past just us as an integrator to someone to be successful, what do they what do they need to look at? So when you're designing a system, I mean you really need to look at you know what your tack times are gonna be, what's it gonna take to get through each booth. Uh, you really need to lay it out and it's not as you said, it's not just us. You know, we're a small piece. We're we're taking what was done manually and automating it to provide consistency consistency and repeatability. You know, you're still gonna need your oven you're still going to need the guy hanging it right, uh, a way to document that process so that it can be repeatable. So we're working with every equipment company we can to help make a more sustainable solution and help make sure that there's local support, there's local equipment support, and our integrators being involved. And then, as you said, that, that champion, the internal champion, and the company behind this solution, the upstream and downstream solutions need to be, processes have to be standardized and we're creating time for them to do that. Correct, so by, by taking them out of the booth, uh, one of my biggest things from my, my prior career positions was my best painters were always in the booth, obviously, but my leads ended up in there if they weren't. So at that point, my leads couldn't lead anymore because they, had a, they were in a hood. So at this point, we're, we're able to take those key individuals and get them so they can apply their talents everywhere else on the line, not just in pulling a trigger. So last as we talk about some of the other products, the things that we're doing, how does that work in? We're an integrator. I know this, but it's good. I, you yeah. say it in such elegant ways. Um, as we're now taking our production environment, taking the feedback from our installs, from our customers, from our own employees and our own team, and we're developing new solutions in our test and application center and bringing those to the industry. Can you tell me a little about, you've been a very key part of that and kind of um, just your thoughts on that, whether kind of the, the joys and the trials and tribulations that go with that, and then as uh, we talk about even Pulver Control, one of our new products that we're debuting, a new new feature skill and uh, data set that people can use. Yeah, so the robot's going to have the same limitations as as, as your applicator is. You're going to have your Faraday effects. You're going to have areas that are hard to get to. Uh, so by adding the other technologies to that, we've, we've lessened the, the difficulty of these things. Uh, you know, with the nitrotherm that's added under our system, we have a lot of parts that we only need to paint the front side. You know, if it's, if it's a cylinder, uh, a tubular structure. Expanded metal. Expanded no. metal is amazing. I mean, it's, it's kind of you go buy it and, yep, it's no. done. Don't worry about it. But, uh, it, making making not just the programming easier, but making the whole process easier for the operator. So how does Pulvert control for that? That's something new. And so uh, explain to us how that came to be and, and where you see that being a good fit for customers. So Pulvert control is actually live feedback with a sensor in line right before your gun. So on a reciprocating system, there's a lot of times they'll go into those to do maintenance and one or two guns aren't functioning at all but because you're pouring so much powder through to, to get that nice cloud onto the part, you've just turned it up and it's still working. Or even worse is it's not working. Now the whole top isn't, isn't getting covered. 
and no one's noticing this until we hit the unload station, which in some of our customers is hundreds, <laughs> almost half a mile away in some places. Mm -hmm. uh, so now you have live feedback. If that if that gun falls below a set value, so you know 100% is where our set value is. You can set your alarm at 10% below whatever the customer needs. You know, if they, they see a big range in their powder, they want it at 60%. It hits that threshold, we can send a text. We can we can throw an alarm. We can throw an audible, depending on what the customer wants. And that's actually was a byproduct of the original reason we went after it. Uh, we wanted it for our robots because they said, well, after you program it, teach you what to do, you've got that that uh, that visual. Uh, feedback as you're creating your program, you got your gun angles, just since that's done, but now what if there's what if it's there's a problem? What if there's a gun clock? What if there's something who's watching the robot after you trust it? And they were like, there was nothing. No, I mean, again, it's eliminating another one of them variables. So uh, especially, you know, we're talking powder here, uh, running compressed air, you're, you're bringing the moisture back into the system. Uh, and We've had guys that just plain run the hopper out. I mean, it happens. So now, now we can stop that robot when it when that powder drops below that threshold. We're going to stop. And we're going to throw an alarm. Someone's going to have to address that. So we're, we've actually stopped on the part we had the problem versus how many made it out of the booth right. before somebody right. noticed. Awesome, great. Well, we're bringing a lot of new solutions here. It's it's been fun. 2019 was great. 2021, it was, we didn't know how the show was going to be, but I think that's been been really good so far. Uh, any final wrap up thoughts that you have on this or just on the system? Uh, I guess I'm I'm just really proud to be part of the team and to see how much we've evolved. And really, the key to that is the fact that we're using it. I mean, the the things that we've come up with uh, had customers ask us to do every system, even though it's supposed to be kind of well. This is this is a gantry system, just like we did here. By the time you're done, you've added on to it, you've, you've met those needs. And to be able to offer that technology to the customer and see the feedback is, as I said earlier, priceless. It's is, been it is super fun. Brad, thank you very much. Uh, All right, thank you, Brad, for joining us. And uh, everyone, thanks to be with us again. Check us out on Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. We'll have a lot more videos coming to you this week from other equipment companies and application companies talking about the industry. And so look us up on Spotify, Apple, and through our website for Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. And uh, Derek Teguise here, thank you.